Now that the holidays are over, it's all too common to set health goals that we never actually stick to. New Year's resolutions of the past. We're looking at you. Eat healthier. Visit monkpack.com. That's M-U-N-K pack.com and enter the code TMS at checkout and save 20% off your purchase. Coming up on TMS, I hated my neighbors 50 pounds ago. Adobe ate up all the competition like Pac-Man. Like Pac-Man? Not like Pac-Man? Like Pac-Man. <laughs> the Garbage Man's Christmas Basket, a Hallmark original. You're a nice kid. F off. No part of Brian goes to waste. The correct way to touch wieners. Python, chicken of the glades. John campaigned his awesome Stick your finger in it. At two, Pompeii. The volatility is coming from inside the house. The Diane Weist wing. Inject that into your mouth hole. The jury went down to Georgia. And more on this episode of The Morning Stream. One of the most tiresome, backbreaking household chores is mopping and waxing floors. And the constant bending, stooping, and straining to wring out your mop. Well, here is the greatest work saver to come along in years. It's the fabulous Rollomatic Mop and Waxer. Fill up to get the fingers in your hair. The morning stream. This is the morning stream. You were right. Good memories can save your life. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the morning stream. It is the sorry, the fifth. I almost said the sixth. The fifth of January, twenty twenty-one. I'm Scott Johnson. He's Brian Hibbert. Hello, Brian. That's Hibbert. right. Yes, it is me. It is I yes. here on the fifth. Yeah. Uh, already, you know, already five days into this month, and uh, still feels like <laughs> still feels like it's barely started. It's like, oh no, no, we've already we're almost already a week into uh, the new year. What feel, have I done? Do you Nothing. feel like your your normal New Year's are I don't know. I always feel a little like this on New Year's. It's like a little bit of like, oh, well, all right. We just did Christmas and New Year's and now we're just sort of here, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like uh, because there's there's all the excitement of three holidays almost back to back to back. I mean, Christmas and New Year's for sure. But Thanksgiving is a little bit longer, but still it's it's kind of the beginning of that holiday season. Sure. Packed in at the end of the year. And uh, then you get into January, and it's like, oh wow! Look at all this, look at all this room. Yeah, look at all this room we have. Look at all this tundra, this white, snowy, cold tundra. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, which is kind of a bummer, but uh, whatever. We had snow last night. Is what I'm trying to say. And uh, did you? Okay. Fair amount of accumulation. We got more than two inches, which means the scrapers have to come. <laughs> As we learned from the uh, the mashup too. Yeah. That, uh, That's right. I went out there and looked, and sure enough. I mean, I just put my finger down in there, and it looked like about two inches. And then, sure enough, off in the distance, I hear, oh my gosh, sweet, they're coming to ruin our roads. Let's do it. Now, is it still snowing, though? No, it stopped now. It stopped. It stopped, okay. Yeah. All right. We we thought we were supposed to be, it was supposed to be way worse overnight, and it didn't snow that much. Um, But it did stick a bit. And now it's like over, over 30, let's see, 32 degrees, which means... You know, we're done. We're done for the day. It's just going to melt <laughs> and it'll be fine. It means when I pull my garbage cans in, they'll be all wet and gross and uh, mm-hmm. really excited about that. So, um, so yeah, welcome to it, everybody. That's what we do on TMS. <laughs> talk about the weird things going the on. The weather. In all right, lives. good. Uh, uh, traffic. Yeah, traffic's next. Uh, no, what's really next is this. Speaking of last night and speaking about the neighborhood, mm-hmm. I heard what I can only describe as... A very loud verbal 
yelling match slash argument mm. mm-hmm. coming from what I believe to be the Tesla neighbor. Okay. Oh, who, as you know, we're we're on decent terms now. You're because, in good terms with yes, because yes, right. a couple of winters ago, Nick and Kim, you know, helped him get his Tesla out of the snow. And right, that turned yep, the that tables. Was the, that was the olive branch extended, yep. and uh, used to scrape off a window, yep. <laughs> a Tesla window. <laughs> they accepted that that olive branch, and since then things have been okay. So that just means you know waves here and there. We had a a, a sort of socially distant summer barbecue mm-hmm. thing out in the back alley mm-hmm. space. Oh, that's and, right. That's and right. we hung out with them and talked from with them for a bit and all that, and uh, so it's all been good. All but. right. So the so the question is, um, did it sound like it was outside? Or you're not hearing it through, like from inside their house and then inside yours? Like, oh it's yeah, not, definitely not. It it's was not a fight outside. that's loud enough to pass through two houses in a in a city in a, a city block, yeah. city street. You're exactly right. It was definitely coming from outside like they were outside. out either in the garage or in near the car okay. or just getting out of the car or something like that i did hear a car door shut so i assume they oh. may have just pulled in or something Ooh, could have been a could have been an argument of uh oh just pulled in so yeah it could be an argument of where have you been mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or it could be an argument of uh that's it i'm leaving bye that's right and just to give a timeline on this uh <laughs> that's, the, that's the tesla car driver it's really good yeah it was good it's like i'm out of here <laughs> exactly. Uh, so the so for some just to give people a timestamp on this, we had our altercation with them with the dog poo in the yard thing back mm-hmm. in 2015. It's been that long. So oh wow, um, that was like 50 pounds ago for me. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I measure time. And, I measure time and weight now, Brian. That's how I do it. Yeah, that's about what it is. <laughs> I can't help it. I was really skinny in 2015, and I'm not now. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so. Uh, but we're all, you know, everything's good. We're getting along. So this had nothing to do with us, which is nice. But as I'm laying there, I hear this yelling getting louder and louder, and it starts to get nasty. And I'm only, I'm making out words, but not full sentence, sentences because it is mm-hmm. still a little muffled. So what I'm hearing is like, you dirty bitch, like this kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And it was like, I, I could hear a female voice and a male voice. I'm pretty sure, again, right where it was, was there. So now I'm a little mm-hmm. worried about our former enemies. That maybe there's a little bit of you know I mean clearly they're they're de- they're down for some volatility because they were in 2015 sure toward us sure. so maybe they're down but, for but it. now down now the volatility is uh, coming from inside the yeah, house yeah it's coming it's from annoying. inside the house <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I I don't you know like we're in this we're now in this uh, thought pattern of do we do something nice for them do we mm-hmm. not. Get, at all react yeah, to I think anything. You, I think you only you only engage if you happen to be outside and they're fighting, you know. Uh and even then I don't think you go, Oh, do you guys want a casserole? Yeah. <laughs> I think you just kind of like you pretend you're raking you're you're like, oh look at this leaf. Oh, that's an interesting leaf uh in this in the lawn. Uh, it's like, oh, hey, fancy seeing you guys here. We got a fresh batch of jambalaya in the fridge. Y'all want a thing? Just stop yelling yeah. at each other for five seconds. Like, I don't know how to handle that, and I probably won't do anything. But uh, yeah, and, and for, the record, for the record, for the record, this is as equal on both sides of the yelling as possible. This wasn't a dude being being uh, uh, completely domineering here. She oh, was she was right saying. back yeah, at he, him. Like, mm-hmm. remember back in 2015, he was kind of the quiet 
non-talkative one and she was the one freaking out and calling the police so i'm just saying i think she's got a little bit of fire in that un- that oven uh <laughs> equal to his at the very least perhaps greater but anyway they got two little kids and so just worry just don't like you know Aww. you don't want yeah, little kids hearing their parents yell at each other like that and one of them's little enough that if they just arrived he's in the car because he's tiny uh mm-hmm. they're not leaving him at home so i don't know maybe maybe some Maybe just out of nowhere, like not because of this or or any hint of it. We just are. We just take him something anyway. It's like because Kim did make a giant batch of jambalaya the other day, and we just take him a nice bowl and say, "Hey, we just thought you guys might like a little home <laughs> southern cooking." And don't even we don't even bring it up. We don't do anything. We just bring I don't know because I mean the uh, at least the impetus on your side is still because there was a fight. I think it's best just to to let. Things let cool off. All right. Maybe yeah. I'll let it be. And when you, uh, when you're having, uh, arguments with somebody online. Yeah. <laughs> long time collaborator, friend of the show and friend in real life. And, uh, yeah. would, would Tesla man bring you a, uh, a, a snack box? Of, of <laughs> I don't think he'd bring me anything anytime. So no, but, but you know, I know what you're saying. I think, I think, yeah, I think it, I think it's, uh, it would be a hint, right? He'd bring it and I'd know why he brought it. Cause right, why exactly. else would he be here? Now exactly. that's not necessarily true of Kim. Cause she's always given everybody everything. So I, yeah, well, <clears> she, yeah, they may buy it from her, but if I showed up, they'd go, Hmm, he must've heard our phone. Well, now has she, since the olive branch, has she taken them any, oh, like, yeah, oh, I made some extra jambalaya. Okay, we did a so Christmas it's... neighbor gift thing this year and she took him that and, Gotcha. Okay. Gave him uh, something else earlier in the year. Forgot what it was. So yeah, we're, okay. we're, we're, we're all right. So precedence has been set. Yeah, a little bit for the non-post row. Yeah, and Kim doesn't even know about food, it. She slept. Food delivery. She slept through this. I heard it, and she didn't hear it. So mm-hmm. uh, she she doesn't even. I'm, I'm sure she would feel otherwise more motivated. I haven't even told her about it yet. But oh, uh, it was uh, you know I just you know just worry a little bit. I will say this yeah. about them. Uh, I do like that he owns like multiple Teslas and I like that because I never hear them. They come home really late at night and Mm. normally Hmm. if it was a big loud truck or something, I'd hear it go past that back side of the house every time if they did that. But instead I don't hear anything. It's just like nothing. (laughs) Like a little buzz sound that I can't even hear. And uh, yeah, it it worked out good. Dude, you got to understand chat room. Christmas is for neighbors. That's just the start of it. Kim made a Christmas basket for the garbage man. She made oh, a really? uh, Christmas thing for the mailman. She put mm-hmm. more stuff out for the delivery people. And then uh, what was the other weird one I thought was odd? Yeah, we made we made jars of uh, potpourri for uh, the neighbors. Well, just the that's, that's just the immediate neighbors right around us, and just the smelly ones, time. the ones that needed potpourri in there. Just life. the ones that, whose houses we've been in that said, "Oh, you could, you guys could really use some potpourri." So yeah. Dave is what we're saying. We're saying Dave. That's what we're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and, uh, yeah, so she and oh, she even <laughs> like our PO box where it's like a remote location where you go and you pick up the stuff you guys yeah. send me. Uh, the nice old lady that runs that with her husband, Kim, took them a thing. This is what she does. So wow, she's all spread and cheer and happiness everywhere. And meanwhile, I'm in the room going, "I think they're fighting." I think they're fighting. <laughs> right, yes. Kind of explains a lot about our relationship. Uh, anyway, uh, we got to catch up with a couple of listeners here. Yeah. Uh, let's start with Eric Belts. I like this a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not a verb. He doesn't belt. That's his last name. Eric Belts. Yeah. Uh, another thing that is a scam, because we were talking about scams. Remember that? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, things that are obvious scams that we expect as normal now is internships. Work for free with no guarantee of any advancement in your field. He's kind of not wrong. He's not wrong. Think I about would it. argue that you get real job experience in the field that you're wanting to go into. Yeah, you don't get a guarantee that you're going to have uh, a job or or any sort of growth afterwards, but you're getting actual experience that's not all right, here's your class project. You're going to make a diorama. But do you, though? Because it seems like half half the time when I worked at a company that had interns, they hired interns to get people lunch and coffee. Like they, Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, the, the internship that I had, I worked for the uh, North Jeffco Parks and Recreation District. And um, it was working on catalogs, working on course signs and and uh, materials for classes and things like that and it's it's where i learned a lot of the stuff that i still use today i mean um illustrator uh <laughs> illustrator 2.3 or something um i mean it was like really really early on and 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 then they did offer me a job at the end and i worked there for another year okay so i'm gonna say that that is how it should work, and I wish that's how more, it should be. Yes, more were like that because that sounds like what that's whole all intended for. But I've mm-hmm. never seen one in person that didn't. I didn't ever do one of my own, but I've never mm-hmm. seen one in person where it wasn't just like garbage. And I've thought about really? by the way, so like for, really like getting coffee and stuff oh, like yeah, that. I mean, real I know, bad, like total. I know run. that's how it is in you know Mad Men and uh, <laughs> yeah. TV shows, but. Yeah, it's definitely, a, a, at least my experience. Again, it's not going to be the same for everybody, but it seems like a lot of employers take advantage of that, or at least people yeah. in middle management do. And it's, you know. <laughs> oh, and JK Grammar, yes, uh, it was it was Aldous PageMaker is what we used there. So absolutely learned how to use PageMaker. PageMaker was my became, jam. That was my yeah. favorite thing on the planet. Mm-hmm. Freaking loved yep. it. And then switched over to Cork Express when I went to... Uh, us west yep. to the the phone company page maker i made an entire entire parts catalog for some like 600 cable parts out of page oh wow yeah back in the day that was a lot of fun no it wasn't it was terrible i hated it <laughs> but cork was around after that and then uh, of course that was the big thing and then along comes yeah. adobe and says what if we turned page maker that we mm-hmm. bought from aldus and then we just <laughs> converted it into this new thing and now that's all anyone uses. So it's almost mm-hmm. like back to using PageMaker in a weird way because it works almost the same. Kind of is. Yeah, and all and and freehand. Yeah, back then Joe Guy Art, it wasn't Macromedia freehand. freehand. It was Aldus. Aldus was the company, man. Aldus yeah. had PageMaker and Freehand. Yeah, people forget so much of what Adobe became and mm-hmm. Macromedia for that matter, which Adobe mm-hmm. then absorbed and then took over as well. All that yep. stuff started somewhere else. It's like yeah. they were early yeah. examples of like software acquisition growth. Adobe just acquired them all. And- yeah. Gem them all together. I think even Photoshop wasn't theirs, right? Yeah, Photoshop was uh, no. Photoshop was Pixel Paint, I think. Pixel Paint, and that was um, God. Who made that? I'm gonna find it. Um, Cl- uh, not Claris, but no. Claris had something else that we were using at the time. Photoshop original company. I'm gonna find. Yeah, this. I can't remember what it was. What was Claris? Oh, here we go. Just FileMaker? I could have sworn they had something besides... Original authors, Thomas okay. Knoll, John Knoll. Um, let's see. Oh, here it is. No, not Trialware. What is that? I can't find it. There's a history. Mm-hmm. Uh, early history. Here we go. 
87, two brothers, Thomas and John Knoll, who sold the distribution license to Adobe Systems. That's who it was, these guys. So uh, Knoll was a PhD and a student at the University of Michigan. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, an industrial light magic employee was his brother. Um, they worked on this together. Zub, zub, zub. It doesn't say the company name, but... Um, no, but it was... It definitely wasn't Adobe. It was absolutely something else. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and it was, I want to say it was something like Pixel Paint or Pixel. Um, yeah, their original name was different than Photoshop. Mm-hmm. I can't find where yeah. it is here. But they, uh, yeah, that's a weird history. So my po- my whole point is like everyone looks at Adobe, including me, and goes, man, the legacy of Adobe. Look mm-hmm. at how far yeah. they've come and what they've done. And I rely on them and love them. We are recording this show right now on software made by them. <laughs> um, that's right. And I love it, but it's even that like an audition was not that was bought <laughs> they, they bought that from somebody mm-hmm. else premiere mm-hmm. was somebody else's and they bought it like i'm not sure now that i think about it they've ever made anything new i don't know what have they yeah. made page maker was acquired yeah uh, oh display was it called that maybe it was display but it was uh huh i can't find uh, the I remember it being called display i thought it was called pixel paint and maybe i'm thinking of something else now if it's if it's not uh pixel paint yeah or if it's not photoshop anyway there's some I don't fun know. graphic design history for you folks i know you that's right exactly it, but you got it anyway uh and then this email from leslie logan's mom we know her oh yeah mm-hmm. she's great miss seeing her at events it was always good to see her. Yeah. And also yeah. every time we'd, we did, we'd it was see a, her BlizzCon and, and mm-hmm. we'd see her at Nurtacular. Yeah, every BlizzCon pretty much. And every time mm-hmm. you'd see her, you'd go, oh, your son is three inches taller and speaks now. God, oh, I know. Your I know, son it's is crazy. in college now and is pursuing a career in mathematics. Like he's just growing <laughs> up. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, no, he's the CEO now of a, uh, <laughs> yeah. a small cap investment firm. That's yeah, right. <laughs> he was on the cover of Fast Company. All right. right well. Exactly. Anyway, so what we got here is an email from her and she says i just wanted to say thanks for being so passionate about the west wing i was too young to appreciate it when it originally aired but my husband and i recently started watching it together and we love it right now uh 2 p.m on a tuesday december 15th we are watching it together in our on our 13th wedding anniversary it's such a nice show to take our mind off the chaos going on in the world thanks again leslie logan's mom well let me uh just put it out there that um i've seen that series i don't know I don't know, even know now. It's like 10 times or something. Really? You've got through it that many times? I Jeez. love that show. Love it, love yeah. it, love it. I, I mean, if I'm, to... if I'm asked to pick, you know, the top shows of all time, it's in the top three. Like, it's just so good. Um, and you should watch You should watch all of it, Ryan. But anyway. Yeah, we, we watched the first episode, liked it, and I don't know why we didn't continue with it. I think we just felt like it was so daunting and we wanted like a quick 12 mm. to 24 episode thing to just get through. It is a beast, right? Because that's that's network mm-hmm. television really good quality network television in 1999 but network television doing your 24 episode season mm-hmm. and we're and you're being asked to watch what six of those <laughs> yes right that's a lot it is a lot but yeah we so good Ugh, so good we uh paused our utopia uk viewing uh it was my recommendal last week but we had to pause it just like all right we need something else that's also really heavy stuff i mean it's like watching mr robot and uh devs yeah. it's like you can't you can't stop thinking about it once you've turned it off. Mm-hmm. You'll and, dream uh, about that's it. That's what makes it good, it. but that's yeah. also what makes it intense. <laughs> that's what I liked about devs is devs was like, I'm done with this thing. And I'm, I'm yeah. thinking about it constantly. And I mm-hmm. loved every second of it, but I, 
it's I don't have another six seasons I have to stare down. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. I wish there was yeah. more of that. Anyway, uh, the note. The thing I wanted to say is it's been on Netflix for ages. Like that's where it's lived mm-hmm. for. Pff, it feels like ten years or something. Yeah. Um. Maybe not quite that, but anyway, it's been there for a long, long time. It just moved to. Uh. Peacock? HBO Max, I believe. Oh, HBO Max. Okay, I good. I think. Hold on. West Wing. Let me just see if that's right so I don't tell people. The, we- the West Wing. Oh, there it is. West Wing, HBO Max. That is correct. They okay. own the cool. um, Warner. It's a Warner production, so they own it. Anyway, that's over there now, so I'm just saying don't let that fool you or, or scare you. Or if you have already, if you have <laughs> HBO, then there's no problem. But I'm telling you, it's worth it even just to sub or get your free month and, and watch binge watch that show. It's the best All thing right. Aaron Sorkin As soon as we finish Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai 3, we're going to uh, we'll, we'll pick back up on West Wing. And you know what's fun about it? One of my favorite things about it, we're always talking about like Star Wars connection or Star Trek connections on on uh, Film Sack and you know yeah. crossover yeah. stuff here on the show. This that show is like the perfect example of everyone you've ever known do anything is at some point is <laughs> right. on the West Wing. Every character actor, yes, they all do it. There. Like John Goodman yeah. plays this a really memorable conservative speaker of the House that has to temporarily take over the the White House uh, or take over the role of president for reasons that you'll see. It's just. <laughs> It's just great. It's great. It's cool. Yeah, That's Nick cool. Offerman plays a total hippie, which at the time was crazy because he's this tree hugging activist. And at the time, we were watching him on on, uh, on, on Parks and, and Rec, and he couldn't have been more opposite of that. <laughs> it was really good. Yeah, it's very very good. Um, and the American president's fine, J.K. Grammer, and I know that's Aaron Sorkin, but it, it wasn't the format for what he wanted to do. The West Wing absolutely is. So. Mm-hmm. You know what else is on HBO Max now? What's that, Brian? Landed on January 1st. Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. (gasps) Film sack! (laughs) Why aren't we doing that? Are we doing that? I don't know. We need to do that. Yeah, move it up. Whatever we got, whatever dumb uh, freaking thing uh, is it there now. Let's move that off and let's put... Let's put that there in its place. Let's let's push almost famous off another week. Uh, really, take uh, somebody off in our group. <laughs> one one particular individual. We'll That's right. Um, yeah. No the problem we'll, is we've got cliffhanger. We can't we can't push off cliffhanger or sunshine. So I will put it. Uh, I'll put it after those. Put it after but sunshine. That's a great run. Cliffhanger, sunshine, then that. Oh man. Then uh, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. It's not too not too close. Uh, before or since uh, um, regular Mad Max, Mad Max original flavor? Oh, no, I don't think so. In fact, they were skipping Road Warrior uh, for no reason, but, you know, skipping that entirely to to what is arguably the, the, well, I mean, you and I both agree. One is is groundbreaking for its time and its budget and everything else, but one's not the good one. Mm-hmm. Like it's the one where you went, oh, George Miller, you got something to say, do you? And then we then we would see what he has to say. Road Warrior is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not. It's no Fury Road, but it's great. And then Th- Thunderdome was a weird dip. It was like, mm, okay, well, all right, that's mm-hmm. Tina Turner. That's okay, I guess. But she's <laughs> right. sort of doing her thing. And, the, and and we got Who Runs Barter Town, which is a great thing everyone remembers. But kind of the core story is not the best. And then Fury Road changed everything and made everything better. So I'm just saying, Thunderdome feels like the one we should film sack, and we're stupid that it's not happened mm-hmm. yet. So. Mm-hmm. Well, it just it just it's five days on HBO Max, so it's it just landed there. Let's do it. And now it's and now it's in our list, and uh, 
I'm ready. We're doing body it right before ready. the towering inferno. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, well done. Man, I like when Brian manages the list. It's a good list. <laughs> Brian's in there. Uh, all right, let's get to uh, something we haven't been able to do for days. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Feels like feels like last year since we've done the news. Yeah, I uh, I feel like it's time. So let's do it. Time for the news brought to you by. Don't forget to check out Scott's interview with Paul Lee, also known as Mr. Kim on Kim's Convenience and Captain Carson Teva on The Mandalorian. Teva on The Mandalorian. Some great insight was to be heard and you can hear it. Find it on the TMS feed, the Frog Pants mega feed or on frogpants.com. Yeah. Uh, or as I wrote, or on Frog Pants site. On Frog Pants site. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I did a quick... Uh, Re re uh, reshuffle no, reorganization. You're, you're good at that. You saw the hole and you skirted I around did. it without anyone knowing until I brought attention to it. And, uh, <laughs> That's exactly right. Ruined the uh, ruined the the, the 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 thing. All right, hey, check this out. Florida hunter in the news. Now this is a little bit of a carryover from Christmas, but I couldn't not do this story. Yeah, because I got to ask you a really hard yes. question today. <clears throat> Florida hunter. He's a hunter. He lives in Florida. He's not in Florida hunter. What, what's his power, Brian? We have no money. So well. <laughs> what does he do? Has the ability to uh, see things in his head that aren't really there because he's in Florida. Excelsior. <laughs> take take that state of Florida. I'm not even sure what that means, but take it. I don't Yeah, T- Take it. Um, all right. Hallucinations Flo- fairly common with Florida people. <laughs> oh, that's true. It seems like a lot of stories. <laughs> not in this case, but in other cases. Sure. Yeah. Uh, here's what it says. Florida Hunter makes Christmas cookies with python eggs. Okay. Now, you make cookies okay. with eggs very commonly. That's a super sure. common uh, deal. Chicken eggs. Yeah. Sure. You take a chicken. It poops out an egg. You take that egg. You make a cookie. Right? That's the process. Well, you need to put that to the music of the facts of life, and then we've got something. <laughs> you take, you take chicken, a chicken. Take you take the their egg. egg. You put it in a cookie batch. That's the facts that's of right. life. <laughs> wow. Yes. Ask your uncle, I guess, about what the facts of life are. <laughs> oh, I had the worst question yesterday. I'm glad that you said this. Somebody, okay, okay so Nick's got this girlfriend, and she's okay. nice. I like her. She's nice. And uh, yeah. she's over the other day, and they said, what did they say? We were talking about something with, like, some YouTuber had screwed up or done something bad. And, and we just got to talk about how influencers, you know, when they crash, they really burn and, you know, this sort of stuff. And They're, It's a very visible yeah. canceling. Yeah. And, then, and I, we were also talking about sort of the maturity, the maturity of your chat room reflects the content you create and this sort of thing. And sure. um, I don't remember how the conversation got there. But at one point she looks at me and she goes, now, your audience uh, skews a lot older, though, right? And she's 20, by the way. Mm-hmm. She goes, your audience, you know, it, it skews a lot older. <laughs> So if you curious said, to know what her definition of older is, but well, yes, and that's uh, what I said. I said, "What do you? What do you think that means when you say that? What do you? What do you think?" She goes, "Well, you're you're older, so maybe you're." You know, she's like getting all nervous about the way she said it. <laughs> and I said, "Well, what do you what do you think that is?" And she goes, "I don't know, like twenty five to thirty five. I'm like, "Yeah, you think that's old? That's five years away from your age. You know that, right? Yeah, like you're. Yeah. You think this is all slow and taken forever." You're and almost that's half 25. our age, Scott. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like that's half our age and you also you've already said the thing that's true which is our audience for our age is actually it skews younger. Yeah. Then yeah. then it's not like we're 
If it's skewed to our age, oh, what a oh, what a time it would be. Gosh, <laughs> I'm glad right? we attract the, the millennial crowd. because The morning stream <laughs> delivered right to your ear, ear holes about an hour before dinner. <laughs> Enjoy it. <laughs> the buffet closes at noon. <laughs> yeah, actually, I'd be curious. I mean, just looking at people's um, ages in the, the chat room, everybody's posting their ages. I would bet... That lots of thirties. Um, many, many that it would 30s. be a fairly level um, age bar chart with maybe a peak around the forty. Yeah, the forty-ish. I think so. We have we have yeah. some extremes. By the way, shout out to uh, mm. Gary. Yes. Oh my gosh. He he had a fall at night. You should see the other guy. Yeah. My gosh, he has the worst black eye from this thing. And I just feel real bad. So, so Gary from Landtronics, I hope you're all right, dude. I meant to say something yesterday and I forgot, but uh, I, hope, I hope you're okay. Um, some people are saying fake ages, like Torek in the chat says he's 119. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but lots of 30s, some 40s, couple outliers in the high end, some outliers in the low end. You know, we get an email from somebody who's like 15 going, I love mm-hmm. your show. I listen every day with my mom and that sort of thing. We do get that. But uh, the point was, I still don't even know why the, why she asked that question. And what it is is, she's got some bias about well, you're, oh, you're skewed gotcha. older. And yeah. and my thing to her was, f off. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> it was fine. She's a nice she's a nice kid. I like her. Yeah. She has a cat, <laughs> and her cat's name is Murphy, and he's a pain in the ass. She, oh, really? Sorry, she. It's a she named Murphy. You know. Just, just, it's a long story. I'll tell it another day. Okay, Python eggs in cookies. Be like Murphy. The, yeah. <laughs> Step away from the cabinet. <laughs> What's your name, son? Could, could you have thirty seconds to comply. <laughs> Please drop your weapon. All right. <laughs> That's what we're uh, here we go. Burmese pythons may not be everyone's f- uh, food of choice for festive holiday fair or second or third or fourth, but. Uh, somebody did that here in Florida. Uh, Python Hunter has been experimenting with some uh, foodstuffs that others have dubbed Chicken of the Glades, making meals, snacks, and even sweets that could give the holidays that distinctive southern flavor. Uh, you want some Python jerky, a plate of constrictor and grits before breakfast? Some of that sound good to you? Snake yolk yeah. dough in your uh, in your cookies? Mmm. Mm. So, Brian, here's the question. We'll get to the question here. Yeah. Would yeah, you... Get to the question. Would you willingly accept and then ingest into your body via your mouth hole cookies made with snake eggs? Would you do it? Uh, I don't know if I could because I feel like um, eggs are already a a balancing act. Mm. Uh, you know, the pasteurization versus non-pasteurized. Um, you get you get actual chicken eggs from a friend who has a farm and they tell you don't refrigerate these and but then if they go like one day over the the number of days that you're supposed to eat them then then it feels like Mm. it feels like eggs are already on that that teeter-totter of safety yeah and um, and I'm reading in here that there's high mercury levels, which is a, a really big turnoff. Ooh, because <laughs> you don't want that. Oh, the, that the, bad the snake eggs, yeah. Now yeah. I've eaten snake before. I've had snake. I've had rattlesnake. That's me too. There's 
nothing wrong with it. It's like slimy chicken, really. I mean, it's just like a very moist, uh, yeah. a moist chicken meat. You do it on the grill. It's even less so. It's just taste. It, to me, mm. it tasted like straight up chicken to me. Oh yes, I remember the story of. Uh, yep. Of the the shovel. <laughs> the shovel that killed that. The snake. shovel and the rattlesnake. Yeah. <laughs> and the complete freak out. Couple the, of the internet had. had well, yes. the, yeah, the people were mad, man. I'm like, yeah. I didn't do it. I didn't kill it. <laughs> I forgot. Totally forgot about that. Kim's brother. Did. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'd probably try it. I bet I wouldn't notice any difference in taste. Probably not, right? But um, you'd like to be told, though, right? You don't want to just be handed a cookie and then they tell you after. I oh, made this way. with python eggs. Right. Like, oh, really? <laughs> I mean, can you? Can you? The, uh, snake eggs, reptile eggs, are softer. They're not like hard shell. Right? Can they be? You can't just refrigerate them or, or crack them open on a grill and have a sunny side up. I guess you could. My my guess is this dude. Uh, if I had to, if I had to guess, the way that those eggs would work is while they're in the clutch of the mother, the mother's got their her clutch of eggs. You got to mm-hmm. take those eggs and pretty quickly, if you're going to use them, you got to use them like right then because these are these are fertilized eggs, right? Like mm-hmm. unlike chicken eggs, where. If they're unfertilized, that's the eggs we get. Fertilized turn into chickens. Like I, these aren't partially formed snakes. I well, I, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. And pasteurization is that part of it? I don't know. Diced tomato. Yeah, I mean pasteurization. Uh, diced tomato asks, wouldn't that just cook the eggs? Pasteurization doesn't doesn't get them hot enough to cook the eggs. It just gets them hot enough to kill like uh, Ill, uh, foodborne illnesses and and stuff like that in the. In the egg, and I thought, well, yeah, that's my point. Is diced tomato not all eggs are fer- are fertilized? That's my whole point. Is like, wh- which state are these in? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. is the mother laying on some ready to hatch eggs soon at some point, or are these uh, unfertilized somehow removed from the mother before she laid them, and then a male fertilized them? Yeah. Wait, do snakes have sex? How does that work? Now I don't know. Do snakes do it? Do the snakes have a JJ and a and a Pedro? <laughs> yeah, well, they of course they do. Do they? Do they mate? I don't know how they do it. How yeah, do they're snakes... not. They don't. Uh, have you not seen the uh, the the symbol for doctors? The the two snakes intertwined. That's snake sex. <laughs> but they gotta have that that cross in the middle to do it, right? They need that for mood. <laughs> That's right. Okay, exactly. how do snakes mate? Here we go. Uh, it's complicated. Says this article on thesnakepet.com. Turns out different species differ greatly on how their organs are shaped or how they give birth or how they care for their young, which is generally not at all. As soon as they poop the eggs out, they leave. They're like, I don't want these. Or they want, or as soon as they hatch, they don't care. Anyway, uh, let's see. How do snakes mate? Uh, snakes uh, used to mate uh, in the cochlea. Oh, no, I'm sorry. The organ snakes used to mate is the cochlea. Brian, how's your cochlea doing? Your cochlea doing It's, it's okay? all right. It's all right. It's all right. a little bruised. Uh, they say that this uh, this organ is also used to excrete both urine and feces. That's good stuff. The male wraps his tail around the female and lines up his cochlea with hers. I'm sorry. Cochlea. Cloaca. Cloaca? Well, anyway, they both have a cochlea, a cochlea, whatever it is. Um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, all the males try to climb on top. Yeah, of the is in your in their ear. <laughs> this is this is a different thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if your snake is lining his cochlea with your cochlea, you're in trouble. Um, okay, 
let's see. Uh, obviously, this means no visible difference between the sexes. Um, okay, well. So when they when those eggs come out, they are fertilized eggs. Those are eggs ready Clo to birth. Cloaca. Cloaca? Cloaca. Okay. Those are fertilized, ready-to-go eggs. So you're eating snake eggs for real. You're not just eating. You're eating snake eggs. Yeah. Right. Those were going to be oh, snakes. Oh, right. They are already fertilized. I see what you're saying. Yes. By the way, BioCal, in this, in this entire time, yeah. has uh, pulled the chat, grabbed all the ages, and averaged them. Yeah. 39.5 is oh, the... Wow. Uh, yeah. Nice. That's the live listener... I don't know. I have no idea what it would be for our, you know, because 99.9% right. of our listeners are listening, listening, not mm -hmm. live. Our, our podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'd be really curious what that. But I'd still like to see the, how flat is that line? Or is it like a really sharp peak at around 40? Or is it like, I would guess it's a lot smoother. And has it grown with so, us? Like, were they an average of 29, cool. 10 years ago when the show was a year in? I'll bet it was, yeah. <laughs> I'll bet because uh, we've kept and held on to a lot of listeners who probably were, yeah, yeah. you know, were they were obviously ten years uh, younger ten years ago. So Clark Gack says only live listeners count, and I would say to her, uh, only if you say it in your cool accent, only the live <laughs> listeners count. They're the only Sweet. ones that count. Haven't you heard? Oh my lord! Anyway, don't. Eat. I guess what I'm saying is I would not eat it because mercury levels and uh, foodborne illnesses uh, are, are yeah, a problem. Yeah, so I'm not it. into it. Thanks. Nope, I don't think I'll do it. All yes. right, here's a here's a cool story. This proves that the palm, the ancient Pompeians, needed snacks as much as we do. Uh, where'd it go? <laughs> okay, there it is. Exceptionally well preserved snack bar unearthed in Pompeii. Uh, they said Saturday they had discovered a frescoed thermopolium or thermo thermopolium or fast mm -hmm. food counter in the exceptional state of preservation in Pompeii. Researchers uh, won a one million dollar grant to unlock the secrets. Oh, that's a different thing. Ignore that. The ornate snack bar, decorated with polychrome patterns and frozen by volcanic ash, was partially exhumed last year. But the archaeologists extended uh, work on the site to reveal it in its full glory. Uh, this thing was buried in ash and pumice when a nearby Mount Vesuvius erupted in AD 79. This killed 2,000 to 15,000 people at the time. Wow. That's a big range. You can't it? really call it a snack bar because all they sold was Caesar salad. Yeah, uh, I, I see what you did. The Pompeii uh, connection and all you. that. I like much. that. Yes. Talk about foodborne illnesses there in your Pompeii salad. <laughs> and um, egg. <laughs> it says, let's see, it was at the intersection of Silver Wedding Street and Alley of Balconies was an Roma-era equivalent of a fast-food snack stall. Hmm. Um, in the latest stage of their work, they've uncovered a number of uh, still-life scenes, including depictions of animals believed uh, to have been on this menu, so the kind of stuff you could have gotten there. Notably, mallard ducks and a rooster uh, for serving with wine or hot beverages. Uh, they got interesting new information about um, the eruption itself from this, so that's all cool. The team found duck bone fragments as well as remains of pigs, goats, fish, and snails in earthenware pots. Uh, some of the ingredients have been cooked together rather than prepared separately as a Roman-era paella. Uh, crushed fava beans mm. uh, used to modify the taste of wine were found at the bottom of one jar. It sounds like this thing... And like, inexplicably uh, Dippin' Dots. Yeah, Dippin' Dots. It's really weird, weird that right? they had Dippin' Dots. Yeah. It really was the ice cream of the future. Yeah. They just had regular Doritos then, so... <laughs> no Cool Ranch. Yeah. No... Uh, flaming hot <laughs> chat here's a picture of it isn't that cool that's like 
It's just kind of cool to think that those are little, you know, little heater pots. Probably had a fire underneath. That's funny. Kept I'm that trying stuff to come warm. up with any sort of like, like snack bar food. Yeah, those are their, those are their little. Uh, what do they call those? Those uh, metal pans that. Um, yeah. What are they? They have a name in. Uh, yeah. Food. Oh my gosh! I used to know those. Used to have to deal with those when I worked at Taco Bell and stuff. But it's pretty rad because. Um, I don't know. That humanizes the era for me. It makes me go, oh yeah, of course. There's always been a there's always been a need for people out in public, and they gotta eat. And there's a place oh. to eat, and it's you know it's no different than us talking Chafing about taco dishes. trucks or Chafing whatever. Dishes. Yeah, that's yeah. It. I like that. Anyway, the reason it was so well preserved is apparently that Vesuvius eruption was fast and furious. They had to get mm-hmm. out of there, and this was preserved in that lava or ash. Uh, at the time, which why is why there's like remnants of like foodstuffs and things in there. Can even uh, somewhere in there is uh, Nero fiddling. Yeah, is, uh, is preserved in ash. So, uh, devil went down to Georgia to see what he. Eat. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yes, is that what he was doing. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Brian's always surprising me with who the original singer is, and that, that something was a cover. So maybe, maybe I've been wrong all these years. <laughs> maybe it was, Nero was the original. Yeah. Charlie Daniels. It's amazing. The the ancient <laughs> Pompeian. <laughs> Except Georgia at the time was like a whole like Eastern European country and not. not yeah. <laughs> oh, that Georgia. Sure. The devil yeah. went out of that Georgia. Yeah. I went to that Georgia right. to see what he could right. see. Yeah. Right. Speaking of which, Jerry's there. I wonder if we're talking to him today. I'm actually confirmed. <laughs> oh, he's in Georgia. He's in Russia. What? He's, no, he's, he's in, in Georgia. Former, Georgia. Uh, he's in our Republic? Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> he's in uh, oh, hotly contested. Yeah, he's there for runoff. the runoff. Yeah. So I don't. Well, Jerry yeah. ran down to Georgia. He did. He was looking for a. Uh, vote to steal. <laughs> vote to steal. Um, look and see if he texted me. We'll, we'll, we'll play it by ear. I just forgot to ask him. Yeah. Um, oh, there he is. He's in the chat room. He says, you are. Oh, good. We are going to get jury today. Excellent. Yay. Good. I'm really glad to hear that because I want to know. like man on the street. Yeah, literally. The most the most politically charged street in America this today. For sure. Uh, I think. Anyway, we'll see when we get him in here. All right, uh, check out this story about a grave digger accused of stealing gold teeth from corpses. Oh, man, this will get Aww. you every time. Is he putting those in cookies? I mean, why wouldn't you? <laughs> uh, grave digger accused of stealing gold teeth from cor- corpses as a Bavarian police have raided a cemetery worker's home, discovered 11 gold teeth in one ring, allegedly taken from dead bodies in the city of Würzburg. In their main graveyard there, the man is accused of distributing, or sorry, disturbing the dead. We're distributing the dead. Distributing the dead. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what he's Without doing. Lessons. Yeah. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. When my guy used to go to those uh, jam band concerts all the time, he got uh, in trouble for distributing the dead. <laughs> Making bootleg copies of their music, selling yeah. it on the street. Uh, when my sister passes on, heaven forbid, well after I do and anyone else, because my sister's cool and we like her hair, Wendy. Mm-hmm. But when she does high alert to all grave diggers looking for uh, gold teeth. <laughs> a lot of gold. There's gold oh, in them their mouth. She had two dentists who for some reason thought she was the one that needed all the gold in her mouth. She's wow. got like I don't know, five to eight gold fillings or something. It's like a borderline Bond villain. I know. That's what I used to tell her. And she also um, she ate a lot of candy when she was a kid, so that's the reason. But uh, She's never had any problems with these fillings. And I also have a gold I have a gold crown up in my upper right that I got when I was 20-something. And that thing's never budged, had an issue, x-rayed funny. Gold really is like the best teeth thing. Like, hmm. 
That's why they call it the gold standard, right? Oh, is it really? That's I may have made that. That up. would make sense. I might have phrase. It. I might have made it. Huh. Up. I'm not sure. Not made it up, but I've heard that before. It may not be true. It might be one of those. Hikers <laughs> is nope. <laughs> it's not why they call okay. it the gold standard. It's probably not. It's sorry. Like, I really wanted that to be the etymology of that uh, that phrase. It's kind of like how everyone thinks crude oil is from dead dinosaurs, but it's not. It's from like mm. algae and. Like mm-hmm. uh, organic material it's from plants. Uh, nature's com- nature, nature's uh, compressed compost. Yeah, but when I was younger, um, people would say all the time, "Oh yeah, that all that oil's from the dinosaurs." Eventually, we're going to run out of dinosaur corpses to extract oil from. And by the time I get to high school, it just never sat right. And someone said, "No, it's freaking dinosaurs. It's algae. It's like yeah. algae and plants." Maybe. Before we uh, before we rush uh, back uh, over to like the end of the middle, can we talk for a second about Tanya Roberts? Tanya Roberts is not dead. <laughs> she was report the de- reports of her death her were greatly graduated yeah. or uh, exaggerated. Uh, what? So what ended up happening with that? Did you follow up on it? Because we were yeah, all it was basically she was her dead. publicist. The 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 quote that I saw, which was the weirdest, was um, she was laying in the hospital bed. She closed her eyes. Publicist publicist said. Bah! She's dead. Okay. Twitter. The Hollywood Reporter. Variety. Wow. Wow. And uh, and she wasn't dead. And she wasn't dead. And now she is dead. Bro, Seuss says update. She's dead now. Yeah, she is dead now. She's according to this. I'm looking at it now. Tanya Roberts dead at 65 after bizarre premature death pronouncement. Oh, so she is really dead now. Yeah, she's actually passed on now. Okay, so. She died, came back to life. Uh, she is risen, Tanya she, Roberts. She's back again. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to find. Darn, this was giving me hope for Andy Kaufman. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we have the tech anymore for Andy Kaufman. Yeah, I can't find uh, the other stuff. Oh, it's just going into what her roles were and stuff. She was in a view, gotcha. to, a view to a kill. But anyway, uh, she uh, she now has truly passed on. Uh, okay. Still doesn't say from what. Like they they said that. Wow, she, this was announced during the show. Like uh, at the top of the show, we could have said, "Nope, she's still alive," and then we would have had to, halfway through the show, said, "Nope, no, she's passed away." That is such a weird thing. You don't yeah. hear that very often. Aww. What a legacy. Anyway, we just saw her on uh, Beastmaster. She was very good on there. That's right. I had a huge crush on her growing up. Forget the rest of those angels. She was she was one of the Charlies that I liked the most. And I know she was like a come lately, like replace mm-hmm. one of the yeah, regulars. Was it was in the downfall of the show, but I didn't care. I like yeah. her. Kind of like Chrissy's oh, sister. What was Chrissy's sister on Three's Company? What was her oh, name? she was uh, Jennifer, Jenny Lee. Jennifer, oh, what was her name? Jenny Lee Harrison. Yeah, I had a crush her on her. name, her character, I did too. Because she was <laughs> tall. I had a crush on replacement uh, characters. <laughs> How'd you feel about uh, uh, York? Uh, what was his name? The second Darren. Uh, oh, <laughs> Dick York. <laughs> Dick York. Oh, I, f- I found him much more attractive than Dick Sargent. <laughs> than Dick Sargent. Yeah, Dick Sargent wasn't nearly as sexy as Dick York. But also, um, another one was uh, who was it? Oh, God, uh, what was her name? She was. It was something Snow because she was. Was she Chrissy Snow's cousin or was she Chrissy Snow's sister? Chrissy Snow is the first one, right? Yes. Yeah, because it was short for Christmas snow. Uh, um, okay, here it is. Samantha. No. I don't. <laughs> this is so dumb that we're looking this up. <laughs> Cindy Snow from. Uh, Cindy Snow. Jenny yes. Lee Harrison. You are correct. 
Yeah. 80 to 82, the last two seasons of the show. Oh, really? No, no, no. Definitely not the last two, because then she got replaced by the nurse. Hold on. You're right. How long did this run? I'm so confused. Uh, three's Company, I'm going to guess six seasons. Um, Seven? And not including Three's a Crowd? Eight seasons. Wow. Eight seasons. Wow. So two seasons with uh, Suzanne Summers. two seasons with Jenny Lee Harrison, and then four seasons with um, yep. the nurse. Yep. And they <laughs> the were... nurse who was also on... In Mallrats, and I can't remember her name for some reason. Terry, Terry, yes. Or Terry Alden was the character portrayed by Priscilla Barnes. Priscilla Barnes, that's it. There we go. Well, that was a rough last three seasons. Okay. It was. Good job, John Ritter. All right, what are, where are we now? We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Jury on the ground in Georgia. Uh, what's the name of that town they're in? Dalton? Did mm. Dermic? Dermic? Whatever it is. There's a town. <laughs> Dunwoody? He's in Dunwoody. And uh, we're going to talk to him about what's going on uh, down there. The vote is today, I guess. Uh, or the final mm-hmm. voting is today. Uh, if you haven't done any yeah. early voting there in the uh, uh, the runoff race for the Senate seats that are up for grabs. Right. And uh, we'll talk about... I don't know if you got to see Trump's rally last night or not. So there's, I have a lot of questions for Jerry. So we're going to do that after the break. When we come back, we'll do that. All right, Brian, why don't you play... Oh, before you play this song, just a reminder yeah. that this song and uh, everything else we do here on the show is brought to you by our, our friends of ourselves over at patreon.com slash TMS. That's right. We're here to help you help us help you. So help us out. Go to patreon.com slash TMS, contribute today, and keep getting amazing work from us each and every day here on TMS. All right, Brian. Uh, song please yes uh, let's go to new jersey for an indie alternative band violet whimsy um this is if uh garbage and lush had a baby so it's got that hard edge of garbage but then the vocal style of lush where the vocals are at about the same level as the the music so they're kind of a, a wall of sound it's really really good these guys are inspired by folks like tom petty david bowie pearl jam um violet whimsy is the band and uh and kim on vocals here this is the song how about we it's a brand new single from violet whimsy oh very nice all right we're gonna play this we're gonna be back so stick around everybody stay tuned
you guys oh these new year's resolutions they're killing me when it comes to eating better and consuming less sugar i mean let's be honest most healthy snacks don't taste very good they don't fill you up and they certainly don't satisfy your cravings I'm raising my hand pretty hard right now because this is me anyway this episode is sponsored by monk pack m-u-n-k pack and they make snacks that taste like your favorite sugary treats but with one gram of the sugar or less Monk Pack Keto Granola Bars, for example, contain just one gram of sugar, two grams of net carbs, and they're only 140 calories. There's a thing to get you off in the morning, right? Get out there, get you going. Well, they're really great for anyone who's trying to follow that keto lifestyle, but also the perfect snack for anyone who's trying to eat better or cut back on sugar and carbs without sacrificing the taste. I'm trying to eat better, and these are helping me. So they're really, really great. Also, uh, the Monk Pack Keto Granola Bars have a soft and chewy texture that come in delicious flavors like coconut, cocoa chip, maple, pecan, and peanut butter. You know I like the peanut butter. Mmm. Anyway, they're great for a quick breakfast, snack between Zoom calls, or late night treat, whatever you need. And by the way, in addition to being keto-friendly, the bars are also gluten-free, grain-free, plant-based, and non-GMO with no soys, trans fats, or sugar alcohols or artificial colors, which is great. Those sugar alcohols will get you, man. Trust me on this one. 
and they taste incredible. You know it, I know it, and you can't beat the low sugar nutrition or taste they provide. And by shopping online, you can avoid another trip to the grocery store by getting Monk Pack delivered straight to your door. So try it for yourself and you'll see. We have a special deal for our listeners. Get 20% off your purchase of any Monk Pack product by visiting Monk Pack. Again, that's with a U, monkpack.com. And uh, enter the code TMS at checkout. It's that simple. They're so confident in the product. They back it with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. And if you don't like it for any reason, they'll exchange the product or refund your money, whichever you prefer. So to get started, just go to monkpack.com. That's M-U-N-K-P-A-C-K.com. And select any product and enter that code TMS at checkout to save 20% off your purchase. Monk Pack, delicious, nutritious food you can count on. We thank them for supporting us here on the show. I'm not inconsiderate. I know my cigarette or cigar smoke irritates my family, and it smells bad, too. That's why I went out and bought Ronco's Portable Smokeless Ashtray. It filters out irritating smoke, allowing my family to breathe cleaner, fresher-smelling air. G.I. Joe sold separately. This is the morning stream. Look, we just want the money. You guys can walk away. We will kill you. All right, back, everybody. Uh, chat room's commenting on the fact that I had two photos, one of Justin Robert Young in a recent uh, post he did, and then a picture of that Tam guy from uh, uh, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy on uh, Netflix. Mm. He's the fashion mm-hmm. one. Lives in yep. Park City. Uh, I think they're the same person. I've never seen them in the same room. <laughs> they must be. Yeah. Oh, now I got a now Tan France. Now I got to go look them up and here, see. I'll, pu- I'll put these two in here so you can the, uh, get an idea. It, put it right under Heimachem. Yeah, I'll put it. Under oh. Heimachem. Isn't that weird? It's a little weird. It's mostly the hair. It's it's the hair. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's the, it's put the, a uh, put a big old beard on uh, on on Tan. Let's see. Let's yeah, see let's see what we on. get. Um, although it, Justin looks pretty shaved up, probably for mask reasons, yeah. but Tim uh, looks like a uh, Nickelodeon character a little bit. Hair. Yeah, what it is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's find. Uh, let's waste no more time and do this. These are their stories. Do, do, diddly, diddly. Oh, I'm terrible with names. Justin Robert Young joining us from a hotel somewhere in Georgia. I forget the town that you guys. Are in, Ramada Inn in Fulton County. That's right. Uh, <laughs> looking good there, Hollywood. How are you? What's going on? Oh, I'm in Atlanta. I didn't stay the night in Dalton. I I, had, I got the hell out of there. Oh. Uh, in fact, I left before I left before Trump was done talking because it was a literal two lane road and there were thousands of people and I'd been oh, on God. the road all day. So I was like, man, I'm gonna have to pull all this audio from YouTube anyway. Yeah. Exit stage yeah. left. <laughs> so you were at the the thing then, the rally then. I was. Yeah. yeah, I was in the media freak show pen and uh, uh, it was uh, fun as always mm-hmm. uh, to, to be there with a bunch of terrified uh, news reporters from New York and Los Angeles, <laughs> uh, all desperately trying not to get COVID. I see. And you and that, I was going to ask you that, I guess the probably the most masked up zone in the whole place is probably the press area, I would assume. Yeah. Uh, I would say it was about 30 percent mask usage there. It was all outdoors. It was at an airfield, uh, a a regional airport in Dalton, Georgia, which for those of you who are not familiar 
with the northern Georgia layout is about an hour and 45 minutes from Atlanta and about 45 minutes from Chattanooga, Tennessee. So it's closer to the Tennessee line. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I I guess I I didn't I knew you were going down there, but I wasn't sure that the rally was going to be a part of this. The interesting thing about that rally, or at least what I'm hearing in the aftermath of it, because I didn't watch it, was that it was supposed to be a rally for the two candidates in the runoff, but ended up not being like, did like hardly anything was said about them other than I guess she came out and introduced him or something or give us the, no, 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 no. It was a rally for the runoff today. Okay. Um, it, 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 this is one of those things that just, uh, uh, nobody really cares about, you know, we care about the results of the runoff, Yeah. but in terms of news value, everybody was there because Trump was there. Yeah. Everybody's there because Trump's going to say whatever Trump's going to say. So that's always going to get the coverage. He mm-hmm. was up there and he talked a lot about how everybody needed to go out and vote for Kelly Leffler and David Perdue, but that's not going to get covered because, right. you know, he says a bunch of other wild yeah. stuff and that's what gets covered. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I follow someone on Twitter who said his first words were, Hello, Georgia. I there's no, there's no way we, there's no way we lost Georgia. Yeah, with the very first words, <laughs> first words, first words out of his mouth. There's no way we lost Georgia because it, look, it was a hot crowd. I will also say that this, this is the most theatrical president uh, we might ever have, and indeed, if we have somebody that is more theatrical than President Trump, it's going to involve lasers and dancers. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, he. Sure. He comes in on Marine One. So ever since, uh, uh, ever since the the campaign, he uh, Tulsa really the last rally that I went and covered. He doesn't do stuff indoors. He does stuff outside at airports. And part of what he does is he either comes in on Air Force One, or in this case, he came in on Marine One, and uh, uh, makes a big show of it. Literally parks the plane or the helicopter behind the stage walks out, does the speech, gets back on his helicopter, his plane, and they take off and and leave. So I have never been there for one of those events, but it is all theatrically staged out. You see all the, the, the other helicopters come in to be part of it. Then they have a sound effect that is meant to sound like the pilot on Marine One saying like Marine One final approach. Is that true? That's crazy. Like, oh, uh, wow. They play fortunate son. Uh, uh, and so it's like, <laughs> Marine One does a flyover of the crowd. Yeah. So it's like now like, this is on my Instagram story. If you guys want to see it. <laughs> Uh, and then he lands. It's uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the president of the United States of America. And then proud to be an American. <laughs> comes out and that's so everybody is it's cold as hell. There's a couple thousand people in a random ass airfield in a literal two lane town in North Georgia yeah. on a Monday night. Yeah. So people are about as hot as you can be in that scenario. And uh, he's like, no way we lost Georgia, uh, which is <laughs> which is part of his thing. You know, this is this is what his uh, argument is, is that, uh, uh, you know, Donald Trump is a president of truisms. You know, the like, obviously, this is true. Obviously, just yeah. look at with your own eyes. You can't you can't uh, 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 say anything's different. 
Because the won't question it if it begins with, well, obviously this is true. Well, I'm not even going to think about questioning that because he said it's true. So let's move on yeah, to the next thing. Yeah, that is kind of how it works. Because if you do look at well, it with your eyes, you see that it isn't. But it's fine. Whatever. It but is what it, it is. I mean, the, the, the thing is, it works for the people that believe. I mean, there's an element for all of us that believe the politicians are full of poop and that mm-hmm. uh, uh, there is, you know, duplicity abound in this field. And there's no doubt to a certain extent that it that it is uh, what he has done very effectively in building a brand is saying like, well, come on, enough mm-hmm. of all this. We need common sense stuff. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 that's what he that's what he eats on. That's what he lives on. And, and now it has brought us to this bizarre uh, uh, moment in time where as part of her speech. Now, by the way, David Perdue, the other person who's running for Senate. Did not appear. He was slated to appear. He comes out in a pre-recorded message because he's quarantining with COVID. And hmm. to I'm I'm just gonna you want you want some floated reckless speculation? Yeah, of course. I think that dude might have COVID. Because <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there's any way that he doesn't show up to that rally unless yeah. he's literally positive that he has COVID. Because yeah. I don't think that that guy that guy would come out in a hazmat suit and cartwheel onto the stage. Uh, uh, if if he was just quarantining for safety, but he gives a like, hey Georgia, uh, me and my wife would love to be there, but instead I'm here on Facetime. So uh, see you later, guys. I'm gonna go to sleep, uh, which is just bizarre. Yeah. Kelly Leffler comes out. She is in the race against Raphael Warnock, and announces for the first time that she will join the objection amongst the many House members. Uh, to the certification of Biden's election. This is going to be a 36-hour Circle J uh, mm-hmm. in Congress that will lead to nothing uh, right. except right. yet more performative elements for which the uh, politicians can get on te- television. Uh, but it does signal, in my mind, that Kelly Leffler wants to really goose the turnout in uh north georgia where where the where the republicans really really need to turn people out if they're going to overcome what looks to be a sizable advantage in early voting for the democrats so do you uh oh interesting okay so the, but, but, polls polls are polls and polls sometimes suck but what do, what does it all say i don't even know like are they is it looking good for the democrats is is it uh, after last close. night is there very very close yeah. very okay. very very close uh, right. uh there's uh number one a lot of the big pollsters stayed away from georgia they already got you know uh, 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 their ass burnt too hot during the election especially when it came to senate local polling mm-hmm. they were off in a big way uh, uh so a lot of them have just stayed away they just haven't done any polls a lot of local stations have done polls and i think the largest polling average right now has the democrats up by like a point and a half, mm. maybe two, all within the margin of error. And again, we're 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 still in this bizarre world where there's so many things that don't normally happen. It's hard to guide it by uh, a traditional metrics because a lot of early voting again. Uh, we don't know where the GOP coalition is because Donald Trump did come down here twice. Mm-hmm. He did speak to his people and directly. Uh, uh, tell his people to go vote for these guys twice. Uh, ironically, well, I don't know if it's ironic, but the the best person who made the argument to vote for Leffler and Purdue last night was Donald Trump Jr., who just came out and straight up said, hey, I've heard a lot of morons out here saying 
that you shouldn't vote. Don't listen to the morons. Wait, he got on a mic and said the words, don't listen to the morons. I'm just wondering. Don't listen to the morons who are telling you not to vote, which is presumably a reference to people like Lynn Wood and, and possibly even Sidney Powell who have uh, insinuated that this is not going to be a fair race if the secretary of state and governor of Georgia are not going to stand up for an honest count, blah, blah, blah. Uh, uh, but Donald Trump Jr. Uh, uh, made that point fairly clear, calling them and those who agree with them morons. Right. Okay. If they let's, let's ask this question. If the Democrats yeah. get one or both of these seats, they need both seats to, to take a Democrats uh, need both seats to flip uh, uh, the Senate. Then again, it seems very unlikely that there would be a split because if you're going to go vote for one party, you're, uh, who's going to be like, I don't know. I really like this person, but I don't like this person when they're all running on the identical issues. Yeah. So, all right. So if, if, okay, let's say they win and they do flip it. What Democrats. is what, what, yeah. yeah, the Democrats, what is the, what is do you think will be the, the strategy slash response from the GOP either there or nationally? Like what, what is that message now? Like, is it, They've it's been, well, the we've Georgia, been robbed again. The Georgia Republican Party is in total disarray. Mm. Like they, they are basically going to have to deal with uh, uh, the aftermath of a food fight after every uh, after everybody leaves. They're going to have a governor that's very unpopular within his own party, a Secretary of State who's looked at as a Benedict Arnold within uh, uh, many members of his own party. Trump came out last night and said, uh, "You are going to see me in a year and a half." campaigning against your governor because he's an a-hole uh so like they they're in total uh, a total mess nationally this is going to be the biggest uh of argument on the other side of the trump wing of the party that there needs to be some level of reconciliation uh and and while everybody appreciates the grassroots working class element that has come into the party there's got to be a healing or else uh, you will continue to do damage to your own party, which is what will be seen if mm-hmm. Purdue and Leffler don't win. Those are two very winnable races, not the strongest candidates on the planet. Kelly Leffler looks like somebody who was called into the bottom of the ninth in the World Series from the crowd who hasn't thrown a baseball since she was in middle school. Uh, she's got this terrified look in her eyes. She, she, I was at a rally two days ago where there may have been 30 people there and she ran through her speech as if it was going to bite her if she didn't finish it within 10 minutes. Mm. Um, you Even last night in, in what was a moment that should have been a slam dunk. She should have sauntered up to the podium and milked the crowd for everything it was worth when she was announcing that she was going to fight for Donald Trump in the house, quote unquote. She ran through that. She was just like, hi, Georgia. I have an announcement. I'm going to object. Bye. And just <laughs> <like>, you know, <laughs> like, 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 like the Poochie animation still just like, you know, was pulled out of frame. Wow. Um, wow. Like uh, she is, she is very, very scared. Uh, Purdue has literally been MIA. Uh, uh, but those are winnable races. Republicans are supposed to win runoffs in Georgia. Uh, uh, that's just the law of the land. If that doesn't happen, there's going to be a lot of soul searching on exactly how to reconcile warring factions within the GOP. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. 
Um, I can sense uh, this is a side note. I sense a certain like uh, intense energy coming from you today. I like seeing you in your element over there. Like mm-hmm. as much as I mm-hmm. don't love uh, anybody touching you, that's got the vid or any, <laughs> any of those any of those concerns or whatever. But to see you kind of on the road in the thick of the stuff that you jive on is really fun to see today. I think it's cool. Yeah, it's palpable. Yeah, I love it. It's it's something that. Um, I really, I really enjoy. And, and honestly, it's, it's one of those things that I think is a differentiator. It really highlights the difference between what I do on PX3 and what a lot of other political media is because, um, a lot of people who cover politics hate politics, Right? <laughs> you know, it, mm-hmm. it, it, it's a lot like sports, you know, uh, uh, people that cover sports all the time, hate sports because all they got to do is watch it all the time. They got to go to a million of these different rallies. I have a unique position where I only go to the rallies that I want to. Uh, I only fly out for the races that I really want to. So I can kind of, uh, I don't have to burn myself out. Although yesterday was a hell of a day. I did three rallies and I think logged about, 10 hours in the car between uh between driving to all of them but uh uh even then you know i i i think that there is a unique perspective to being able to look at this uh from a situation where you're not totally burnt out yeah yeah i think that's i think i really like that a lot and it's um it's made today more interesting because i have very I, it's so hard for me to tell what the hell's going on on the ground there but um, mm-hmm. it's nice. To I, talk saw, to I saw John there. Ossoff speak for the first time, by the way, do you know that John Ossoff raised more for this Senate race than Al Gore raised to run for president Whoa. in 2000? Wow. Really? Wow. So wait, <laughs> yeah. is that, is, is yeah. that a, uh, adjusted for inflation kind of thing? Or is that just like raw money? Like- it's just the, how contentious this, you know, the last year has been in politics, yeah. you know, oh, how many, God, yeah, yeah, it's just a. I mean, between all four candidates, they damn near raised half a billion dollars. Um, they, uh, uh, but yeah, no, it, it even adjusted for inflation. It's it's like twenty million dollars off or something like that. It is wow. a, a crazy amount of money. Uh, you know that they've raised that much money because they can't give away merch fast enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they have tote bags and masks and buttons and signs, and they are just like whatever like if you walk up to their merch table they're like you want to take stuff and they're like oh do you need no like i want a mask how about 20 they <laughs> the hell off their hands and i would never seen john ossoff speak i i'd gotten the sense that he's a bit of an empty suit from just watching him and uh, uh it was an interesting experience seeing him speak yesterday because he sounds so much like obama oh like really he, like in the way that a tribute band sounds a lot like a band. <laughs> really? Like, okay. So like on one hand, it's like you listen to him and he's like, listen, I'm a, I'm John Ossoff. I'm just an original regular guy folks. <laughs> like, and, and you're like, like, Oh, come on, learn your own song. But then like, he does lines. He does like Obama mm-hmm. lines uh, where he's like, like, look how far we've come, Georgia. Uh, uh, you know, now on the, on, on the ballot, the standard bearers is the, young jewish son of an immigrant and it's like it's like that's really that's an like an ex- exact obama line but he does it so well that like a tribute band you're like oh like you know the solo to purple rain good for you yeah that's interesting i'm gonna i'm gonna seek him out today and kind of listen to him because i guess i never have but 
Um, yeah. All right. I, well, I, I, I unfortunately didn't get to see Raphael Warnock, who I think is the most natural of all the four speakers because he is the uh, the the reverend at Martin Luther King's old church, Ebenezer Baptist. Uh, so obviously he is no uh, uh, shrieking, a shrinking violet when it comes to public speaking. But uh, uh, unfortunately, I had to get to, you know, my schedule and he was running a little late. So all right. Couldn't see him. Finally, you have to answer an accusation. What do you say about these charges that you are the fashion guy on uh, on uh, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy on Netflix? That guy. <laughs> what do you I say wish I that? had that jawline. That yeah. man has a, a, a I think that we certainly are, are going uh, uh, for a bit of a similar vibe and we are graying in in the same pattern yeah but like this is as as thin as my face has been probably <laughs> since high school and and i still don't have those cheekbones or that jawline like my 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 jawline is 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 very much more of kind of a a a, a regular frowny or a regular smile like 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 it's not even with an emoji like the way like if you would just type like a colon and a and a parenthesis like <laughs> smooth a smooth kind of uh, mm. uh, ellipses there uh, turned uh, <laughs> turned sideways, but uh, no, he has he has a much longer face. Other than that, though, he is he is uh, certainly a, a, a beautiful man, and I'm excited to be compared. Well, good. He lives here in Park City, and I've seen him in public uh, locally, and I'm sure that wasn't you. So I think we can put that to bed. Uh, uh-huh. The Taika Waititi uh-huh. rumors yes. those those are still thing that uh, you might be the guy that played Gata on Star. Or on uh, Battlestar Galactica, there's still some you know rumors. I'm just saying we've cleared this one up. Wow. We're good. We're good for now. I think yeah. This look, is one I, rumor I, that we can take off the table. Yeah. If this, if if this is the company that I keep, then I am uh, I am I am I am thrilled that my 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 quarantine glow up has finally come to fruition. <laughs> well, fine, fine, fine day for everyone. All right. So you leave soon. When do you come home? Are you done almost, or what's the plan? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna pretty much be in my hotel room unless I dare venture out to a victory party tonight. If anything is called, um. And uh, I'll be I'll be doing the PX3 show that'll come out live on the regular feed. If you would like not only audio from that Leffler rally I talked about, the Democrat rallies I talked about, including the John Ossoff stuff. So if you want to hear John Ossoff literally do that lines, you can hear what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And then uh, as soon as I'm done here, I'm going to post the audio from the Trump rally. Uh, Go ahead and get on TakePoliticsSeriously.com. Join at the three dollar level and uh, you'll get access to all those. Um, and then tomorrow will be, uh, more thoughts, larger meta thoughts, uh, hopefully in context of, uh, uh, the results that come out possibly tonight, if somebody concedes tonight, but, uh, uh, who knows, you mm. know, cause even if, if the Republicans are up, especially with what happened on, uh, November 3rd, you, you wouldn't imagine that the Democrats would concede if, if the Democrats are, are up, then the Republicans might concede yeah yeah well i'm i wish today would sort of be over so we could do the analytical part because i hate the part leading up to it but whatever i'm going to try to ignore it yeah all all, all i'll say is if you are rooting on either side think about other stuff today like the the don't torture yourself like if you're gonna torture yourself at least torture yourself with the bouncing needles tonight (laughs) when there's actual votes that come in don't torture yourself with with the the early turnout stuff. Like that's always a very very blurry picture that only starts to sharpen as soon as things are officially reported, and you can very easily gas, gaslight yourself into 
thinking that this is going to be an absolute blowout. I think it will be close. And I always bet on historical trends over anything that's happening in the moment. And if that's the case, then I would bet that the Republicans win because the Republicans almost always win runoffs. But you never know. I do think it's going to be close either way. Yeah. Uh, tune in and check it out. Uh, Justin Robert Young. Uh, Justin R. Young on Twitter, of course, where you'll get the latest and the greatest. You can always follow his stories and stuff on Instagram. And I think you're doing yeah. them on Facebook. TakePoliticsSeriously.com. Get on that All right. level. Take get, it easy, man. Be, be safe. No Rona. We'll see you later. No Rona. No Rona. 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 Zero Rona allowed. I'll say the, the jury will now retire ah, from shit. Georgia. I say. Gosh, I say. Dang it. The jury will now retire. Ah, why do I forget every time? What is that about? <laughs> I don't know. Right. Because I do it for you, so there's no there's no uh, penalty. <laughs> You're like my weird alarm clock on that thing, but you always remember. All right. Uh, yep. That's it for the show today. That doesn't mean we're done, though, because tomorrow... A mm-hmm. new show will happen. That's right. Yeah. Tom, Nicole, yeah. Brian Dunaway. Yeah. Some game mm-hmm. that I'm developing. Mm. I have no idea what to expect, but I've been loving these, so that's coming. Yeah. And then uh, what else we got tomorrow? We got all sorts of stuff, so come tune in and be a part of it. Recommendals tomorrow? Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. recommendals. I got a good one. Yeah, I'm curious. Are you going to talk about the thing that you said you were watching? I don't know yet. I don't know. I I kind of had the same hesitation you did, and mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to recommend yeah. it or not. But you know, maybe we'll bring it up jointly. Aspects of it I really like. Yeah, yeah. we'll bring it up. You will, we'll bring it up jointly really and like. discuss that because there are things to like and there are things to not like. And scratch and, your head over. I just yeah. don't know where I'm land on it yet. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So it's been a tricky thing. I, I will say I think Kaylee Coco is a national treasure and she's really good at her job yeah i'm coco for kaylee coca puffs yeah. <laughs> those are her boobs her puff <laughs> well okay I just... <laughs> hey i went there you didn't go there you i went, went there. there i didn't yeah uh all right what else that's it that's the show uh frogpants.com slash tms is our website you're looking to request songs or just find us in general or look at old shows or whatever there's an old archive feed there for every episode we've ever done we're at 2045 now 2045 episodes if you're looking for all the old ones, they're there. You can find out what we were like in 2014 or 15 or 12 or 11. Uh, that's up to you, but it's all there <laughs> at frogpants.com slash TMS. The morning stream at gmail.com is our email address. Please send your thoughts, your feelings, your responses, all that stuff there. And as always, you can follow us on Twitter. Brian's at Coverville. I'm at Scott Johnson. The show is at morning stream. All right, Brian, we should play a song to take it out today. Okay. Uh, let's do this one from Tyler who wrote in and said, hi, Scott and Brian, I'm a little late with my request this year. So if you can't do it on December 18th, no problem. Well, clearly I didn't do it on December 18th, but we're patrons. So PM, a PM request will work as well. It's my wife, Anna's birthday, gamer girl, Anna on December 18th. As you know, we're longtime fans of you guys, and we've made many great friends in the frog pants community and our many trips to Nertacular. This year has really made us appreciate those times even more. Anna is a huge Beatles fan, so for her birthday, can you play a cover of Good Day Sunshine? It's her favorite. If you don't have a cover of that one, another song off Revolver would work. Thanks for keeping us sane this year. Here's to a better 2021 and and say safe. Okay, we have to do this. Happy birthday to you. There you go. <laughs> Happy birthday. Uh, it's, the, it's the worst. It's just the worst. <laughs> it's so bad. Um, this is uh, a version of Good Day Sunshine that came from a 2006 album called Revolva. Revolva. Uh, V-A-H instead of V-E-R at the end. Revolva. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is by a band called Hideki. And um, 
I've got, I've probably got a good couple dozen versions of good day sunshine in my library. This one went in a different place than the others. And I really like it. So here's Hideki. Good day, sunshine. See you guys tomorrow on another episode of TMS. of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.